Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. to throw down toward the goal line, going up, ball tipped in the air, touchdown, Gordon Westerkamp, Nebraska wins the game on the final play of the contest, oh, baby! Option far side, back to throw is Martinez, now being chased, throws it out, a flat, Burkhead makes a catch, sits a tackle, 25-20, 15 5 Rex Burkhead, touchdown, Nebraska! What's going on? Thanks for joining us here on Church of the Corn. It has been a few weeks, so we're glad to get back into it. Drake, my friend, it has been a bit. Nice little vacation, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes we got to take them when we can get them, right? Um, <laughs> we, we just decided to do this one in the middle of the season, but that's yeah. uh, it's it's been one of those seasons, I think, that, uh, you know. it's a season of ups and downs. Well, and, and, and I said this off, but but I'm going to say it when we got on. It's funny to hear the amount of complaining that's came out of people when there were no expectations on the year. And it, for Nebraska to still have the chance to go bowling, it hasn't been pretty. But what did you expect after year one? You haven't had pretty football in, what, seven years now? No, you're, you're right. I mean, I still have the expectations. We talked about this a few weeks ago, like, at this point, expectations deserved to change a little bit, um, especially when you see teams that you you handled pretty well go out and win games. You saw Purdue go out and win yesterday. You saw Northwestern thrash Wisconsin. Um, you've seen Illinois win some tough games. Like teams that you actually dominated, um, Illinois and Purdue, you absolutely dominated. Those games were not even as close as the scoreboard showed because, you know, we turned the ball over a little too much late, blah, 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 blah. We'll get into that part of it. But this team has shown the ability to go out and dominate like, likewise competition. And yeah. you when they don't shoot the themselves in the dick. Yeah. Yeah. The last two weeks have been more than disappointing. So, I guess with, with the expectations on, on this team, most of us didn't think they were going to win more than, what, four to five games this season. I think that was kind of the 
culmination, I think uh, Vegas had it at five and a half or six. Five, yeah, five and a half, I believe. Um, the defense, if we do put an expectation, has is a plus on the year. Um, from con- considering where they were last season, the I mean, they were the whipping boy last year, and then this season, uh, it's a top 20, 25 unit in the country consistently, almost every week. I mean, you know that that's at least going to show up. Offense, on the other hand, um, man, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what to say about the offense. It's been much worse than I thought possible, even with a backup quarterback. And I mean, a lot of injuries, of course, but Satterfield is starting to develop a, you can't grade the offense, honestly, this year, but there, there's starting to be a, a trend or a pattern with, with Satterfield, right? Considering where he was at with South Carolina and now at Nebraska. Yeah. And, you know, we were talking about it a little bit before we hopped on. I didn't do as much research as much research as I should have. Um, I've seen the numbers of, I mean, the numbers are consistent though. It's bottom and bottom 15 in the country every year. His last, his last two years before here, he was 116th in the country in turnovers, led the SEC. Um, His first couple of years at Temple were obviously rough. Um, Third year, they went, you know, 10 and four, 11 and four, whatever it was. He was still the OC, but the kicker in in I don't know if there's a direct correlation here, but to feed my narrative, there is. He got moved out of the quarterback room year three at Temple and was moved to running backs. Um, I, I know the quarterback position is limited at Nebraska. I know it is. But we were talking a little bit off air, like Jeff Sims – even the first two games he played this year before he was able to mentally check out, if he's mentally checked out, like I don't want to go into the psychology of what's going on with him was significantly worse than he was his last year and a half, two years of Georgia tech, significantly worse. The guy started two games, played three quarters yesterday and, you know, two other drives the rest of the year and still leads this team in turnovers. Um, Heinrich Harburg has gotten significantly worse at every facet of the game since his first start. The and Chubba Purdy, you know, throws three passes yesterday and one's a back breaking interception in the red zone. Um, I put that play a ton on Satterfield. Um, I understand you want to be aggressive, blah, 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 blah. That is your third-string quarterback who has zero reps with the first team all season, still not healthy, coming in cold. You just let him march 94 yards down the field, and you put him in a position to fail or be a hero. I understand that there's, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and he has an opportunity to be a hero there. But your defense balled out all day. They forced three turnovers one to let you turn that drive around from your four or six or whatever and march down. Um, They got you two turnovers and plus territory that led to your 10 points. Like at a certain point, my question is when does Tony white go grab Satterfield's headset and start calling offense too, or strangle him with it? Because that offense, that offense is holding up less of its end 
than the 2009 Zach Lee offense. It's painful, excruciating. Um, yeah. Death by a thousand cuts. Well, I mean, that's the only thing I can compare it to was the uh, 2019 where you had an elite defense, you had great special teams, and then you had an offense that couldn't put up 14 points on a consistent basis. This team obviously isn't as talented or, or you know, as star-studded as that team was. But they are uh, on track to be, the, I think, the second highest tackle for loss in sack Nebraska team in the last five or six years. So th- they're absolutely uh, getting pressure on the quarterback, and, and that defense is, is just wrecking havoc. It's uh, – it's, it's, it makes your head hurt to watch the offense because the offense has turned back to, well, when's it going to happen? The defense, you're usually – I mean, the, the defense I'm comfortable with. I, I don't have the, oh, fuck, when's it going to happen? I haven't had yeah. that on special teams either. It's offense. When's it going to happen? When's the fumble? When's the, you know, when can't they get the mesh point? When's a, a poorly thrown pass over the middle to Fedoni going to get, you know, hands on it? Things like that that we've seen qu- pretty consistently that. When are you going to drop a crucial third down pass? Like we yep. were talking, you know. You have four huge drops yesterday, one from Billy Kemp, one from Malachi, um, one from Bullock, and I don't remember who the other one was, but each one of those could have been huge plays. One, Two were for third down conversions. Um, Malachi's could have allowed him to run for a long time if he makes one guy miss. Like, excruciating. And then, you know, going to the last play of the game, Billy Kemp runs a poor route. Uh, Malachi Coleman is lined up way too wide for what he's trying to accomplish. He's actually trying to pull that corner in so that ball can be to Billy Kemp. I pretty obviously throws a bad pass, but nothing about that play was, was, you know, correct from, from the jump. It was poor, ex, poor execution all the way around. And, you know, Emmett Johnson, another huge day on the ground. Why, why are we not giving him the rock more? Um, early in the in the game, why are we not, you know, running this the speed option and the read option with Heinrich Harburg that we try and run with Jeff Sims? Uh, I'm just this offense changes identities or attempted identities throughout the game, and it's mind boggling. You have no idea what they're doing the entire game. Yeah, it's it's something. I mean, it's it's a mass unit out there. So, but you can never use injuries as an excuse. At this point in the season, everybody's got injuries. It's uh, it's testing your depth. And I, I'll give Nebraska credit for this. They are developing depth at an alarming rate, and that's not by choice. Uh, while it's a detriment this year, it oh, you're hoping next year it does pay off. It, it is still wild to see the uh, change of the wide receiver room from game one to you know, yesterday, yesterday um, in the stadium when you had all true freshmen, except for, I think, Alex Bullock um, as, as mm-hmm. at, at your starting wide receiver. So it's kind of crazy to see that. And Billy Kemp. Billy Kemp was Billy Kemp, yesterday. thank you. Okay, thank you. Um, I knew he was on – I seen him out there running a little bit. One, I think one of the worst uh, misses by the, the um, refs, though, I, I, I thought Billy Kemp got tackled. I'm gonna be honest. I thought Billy got Billy Kemp got tackled on the route. It was the last pick, I think that um, it was one, uh, one of the picks that they threw. But I, I felt like it was a, a pretty bad missed pi. But 
it is what it is. We haven't gotten a ton of help from the refs the last couple weeks. Ball would have never got to him anyways. <laughs> That's very true. It's It's been pretty bad. Um, so talking about quarterbacks, I think I put this up on Twitter or whatever, what X, whatever the fuck to call it, uh, a few weeks ago. Number one, do you think the 2024 starter is on the roster? And two, if not, how many guys do you think you need to bring in in the quarterback room? Including Kalen, uh, because obviously he's in the 24 class. How many yeah. quarterbacks do you think get brought in? Uh, well, I think Sims is gone. Uh, I think you need to bring in at least two. Do I think 2024 is on the roster? I have no idea. Um, I, let me preface this with, I'm at the point where I don't think you know what you have and what you don't have in that room because the play calling and whatever they're being taught in film doesn't match up. Um, I, I, it, I'm so out on Satterfield right now. I don't think you have any idea who's good at what, what they can and cannot do. Like, Heiner Carberg all of a sudden can't even run the ball. Like, that's how mentally screwed up that room is. And, um, you know, I've heard I've heard a lot of things. You know, there's a rumor about Jalen Daniels and the kid from Ohio State, maybe Zane Flores and blah, 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 blah. But I've also heard a lot that, you know, recruits are being told this staff is very confident in Heinrich Carberg. I don't say that just because I'm a Heinrich guy. I have said numerous times when he's not playing well, you got to sit him. You got to sit him. Um, that being said, I, I have no idea what you do. I, I think at this point you have to go get somebody. I don't know who you get. I don't know who's going to be available. I don't know who you can get. And I don't know if there's anybody out there that can, you know, tie all this together. I don't think you're just a quarterback away. I think you are an entire identity away. And based off of, you know, Satterfield's history as an offensive coordinator. I don't think anybody on the roster fits that maybe Purdy. I'm really confused as to why they went and got Jeff Sims. I know Matt Rule runs, wants to run, use quarterback run more, but Satterfield doesn't really have a ma- massive history of quarterback run. Uh, Spencer Rattler did not run it on at South Carolina, and neither did the guy before him. I think there is a clash of ideologies. I just, I, I don't know where you go is, is basically what I'm getting at. Um, I think, I think there are some talented quarterbacks in there. I think Heinrich Harbor could be serviceable. I think Chubba Purdy could be serviceable. I think Jeff Sims could be serviceable. I think you can get a lot closer to um, a high powered version of Iowa or, even more like what Northwestern looked like yesterday with the guys you have in that room if you dial it in. And I just don't know how they're ever going to dial it in. I've completely lost faith in Satterfield as a quarterback's coach because everybody appears to have gotten worse. Yeah. You know, I I don't believe the 24 guys on the roster either. You know, if, if it's feasible, obviously there's a lot of guys you got to look at. Um, on FBS rosters, but Hey, even if not, maybe dip to the FCS level and see if you can get a guy to, you know, hop up from a, one of the higher level programs, you know, your North Dakota States, your 
South Dakota, South Dakota State, different people like that. I mean, you've always got guys out there that are talented and, and light up the ranks. So I haven't lost faith in Satterfield yet just because I uh, – with the amount of injuries and everything, I'm, I'm going to give him a bucket year, unfortunately, at this point. And, I mean – the amount of people that I've seen complain about it, I understand completely. The, the amount of turnovers is fucking sickening. Play calling is uh, is suspect. I I don't. I guess I don't know what they're trying to do either. But I, I can't write them off yet. Um, they've still gotten to, and I'll put every win on the defense. But they've they've gotten to five wins on the season. Um, I think next year is more of a prove year for Satterfield than anything. Um, if you, if you yeah. get steady, the same results next year, that's when we get to have a conversation. But this year, it, it seems like there's been a lot of hero ball from, from the quarterback position when there's a lot of times there, there doesn't need to be. Yeah, I guess like I see it a lot. Like we see guys running open out there, right? But mm-hmm. with our inability to get them the ball or the quarterback looking at them while they're open, is the timing off? Are they running the right route? Like, I'd have no idea because this offense has been so broken from game one in the passing game. It's or, never or, looked. And yeah, another thing was, that, are you even having full field reads? I mean, sometimes if you've got an experienced enough quarterback, you take half the field away so that they're reading only one half. It, it mm-hmm. really pigeonholes you, but with the inexperience at that quarterback position, once Sims. Uh, once the Colorado game happened for Sims, I mean, all bets were out the door. Yeah. You know what really just kind of put the nail in the coffin for me with him yesterday? Satterfield or Sims? Satterfield. We burned three timeouts because he couldn't get the play call in. Three times. Yeah, I know. Uh, was one I was Purdy for sure or two Purdy? Uh, I can't remember. I know one was for sure, but the one for Purdy, I think, was to give him a breather. He was pretty gassed. Yeah, um, I believe that was down on the uh, north north end zone. He had he had one with Harburg for sure, two two with Sims. Mm, okay. Like, um, so maybe there was a fourth. I don't know, but like, maybe not. Yeah, I could be wrong. If you can't get the play in, we talk about like pre play pre snap reads for a quarterback. Mm-hmm they're getting up to the line of scrimmage with five seconds left. That's not enough time to get a read in. Yeah, that's that, – that, that, Yeah, at that point, you're – unless everything's pre, pre-planned on what you're doing, I mean, that takes away your, your – yeah, you're not able to diagnose the defense at that point. It's it's tough to do, but you got to wonder how much diagnosing they're doing at this point too. Yeah, I, I get – here's – in a perfect world, here's what I would like to see. Um next year i have no problem keeping satterfield as as quote-unquote oc i think you need somebody else to come in a for quarterback so you can move satterfield to tight ends he was a tight end coach at baylor he has experience there um i'll bring in a quote-unquote co-oc use satterfield's playbook it is large it is dynamic like we've seen all the different things he can fit into that thing it's great when but, you can get motion. I, I mean, he's not a big motion guy, but I would love to see this offense start to really utilize motion too, just to get the the defense to identify 
makes it much easier on the quarterback. Yeah, I think for me, what I've seen all season, but specifically the last two weeks is he doesn't seem to have a feel for what's going on in the game as it's happening. And that's where you see the most to, to fans. We think they are the most absurd play calls, right? Like you just ran for 30 yards on two carries at Michigan state. And then you do a drop back pass where everybody is running 15 plus yards, not even a safety valve, no check down available. Why? You you just had two carries go for thirty yards. Why is that the next play call? Um, it, we all we always as fans are like, when things go bad, why are you going away from what's working? That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm saying is why is it consistently? Hey, we just ran it down your throat all the way down the field minus one pass play to Billy Camp yesterday on that ninety yard drive that ended in interception. We ran it all the way down. And then I think Rule – I personally, I think Rule dove on the sword for Satterfield um, on that first down play call with Purdy and said it was a run that he pulled out to throw away because it was going to get blown up. There were, guy, there were guys running routes. That was an RPO. That was not just a run. Um, and Purdy made the right decision, so no knock on Purdy there. But um, you're going to have to sell me a lot harder to tell me that that was a pure run because there were guys running routes. Um, and that, that play, that failed play is what, you know, set this chain link of events to this. Also keep in mind, your second down run still got you five yards. It was third and five. Why not run again? In the first half, in the first quarter, while Harburg's in, you have a third and five and you run the slowest, longest developing play action that had Harburg drop 15 yards deep. Why? Yeah, and and Harburg, uh, and I didn't quite hear the injury with Harburg. Did what? What was it? I did. I um, an I ankle. They it. said. Okay. An ankle. They said, and he was good to go, but didn't look good running on the side. Whatever. Like honestly, I think I think they took their opportunity. To, you know, hey, let's let's see what somebody else can do because this isn't working anymore. I mean, it makes sense with with the you just the. Fucking shitty turnovers. That's that's the only consistent thing. Defense and turnovers um, at this point. And uh, if you could get a guy that just managed the game, I'm completely fine in switching what I want a quarterback to do at Nebraska. I just I just don't want a guy to. I want a guy to Wisconsin the game. Hands the I ball. Want off. Yes, I, I mean even a um, God. I, I wish I could remember some of the other names of, of Wisconsin quarterbacks that were like 10 and give me Spencer Peters at Iowa. Thank you. Just give me someone that doesn't turn the fucking ball over five times a game, because once again, they went negative five. I mean, I think they had what three turnovers. Well, negative, so, negative two, we lost still two. negative two, but your offense still gave the ball away five times. And, and uh, what I mean, two in the red zone, two yes, in the red zone. And in the Sims fumble, I mean, It's just it's it's asinine at a certain point. It's left it's side frustrating. wide open too. Yeah, and that's the frustrating thing about it is because this this team is so close, but they are those big plays away. Still, they're still making the same, and it's the mental it's mental errors, it's details, it's 
not having two hands on the ball. It's letting your guard down, and there's a fumble. Um, it's you know it's what's really wild about this the ball and not throwing it away in in the red zone. You know what is to me the wildest thing is up until Purdue, this Purdue is kind of where it changed. They were totally fine playing field position and then taking a shot, you know. Um, and then Purdue, they decided, hey, this offense needs to be more high powered, but we were fine playing field position all game and then taking a shot and it worked and it worked. It's almost almost like, you know, you can do something, but then you hammer that too many times. It's like having a great right hook, but Hey, you can't throw it all the time. You got to throw some other punches in there to to mix it up before you throw that knockout shot. That's, that's how those deep shots. Yeah. They're taking too many shots. They're trying, they're trying to throw the ball way too much. And, I'm an aired out guy. I am, but you're not successful at it. You don't have you're the not. guys to be successful. And then you don't have the guys successful at the most important spot, the quarterback spot. You just don't yeah. have that guy right now that that's capable of doing it on a, on an accurate and a consistent basis. Is Harper going to hit a guy? Of course. Yes. Yeah. But it's not your receivers time. probably lead the country and drop rate too. Oh yeah. They, like, they've got to be very high up there. And, and, and I'm not not total drops. I mean, teams that throw forty to fifty times a game, like Washington, probably have more drops. But percentage of catchable passes that are dropped, we probably are up there in the top five. Yeah, it's and it it is crucial moments. Uh, it's it's almost like cursed, honestly. And it's it's still like a curse is still there. It left the defensive side of the ball, but offensively, it's it's something's not right, and it's just wild to see. I wish I had yeah. an easy cure for that, but I don't. There's not one. I have one. What is it? Fire Satterfield. Damn, you sound like Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> How I imagine just, Twitter like, sounds, I guess. It. <laughs> here's the wild thing. This is this is the craziest part about my frustration with Satterfield. You want to bring Brian Ferentz in to run that offense, huh? Brian Ferentz would be better. Don't I, as much as I hate Brian Ferentz's offense, he would be better because we wouldn't turn it over. Have you seen what um, he did with the quarterback position? Uh, did you see Deacon Hill complete passes to seven receivers for 230 yards yesterday? We haven't thrown for 230 all season. Hey, I'm just saying he's only, he threw one touchdown and one interception. That's good. That's great for yeah. a quarterback. I'm not. I'm not, um, I'm not. I'm not knocking it. No. So. By all accounts, Beamer wanted Satterfield out of South Carolina because he wanted to run the ball too much. Here, he, he wants to throw it too much. He doesn't even know who he wants to be. How can you expect your quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs to know who you want them to be? Yeah, it's it, it's it's tough because um, I really do feel, even with the injuries at that running back position, I feel like you've you're you're one right now is Emmett, um, and I think he's done a tremendous job. Uh, people are really starting to talk about him, and, and he's worked his ass off um, to turn himself into a Big Ten. Under the show, absolutely. Uh, Grant is the one that's that's weird to me. Um, is he in the doghouse? What's going on with him? Because that's, I think that's your most talented running back, but your most fumble prone. And then Fleeks is um, new to the room, but. Fleeks has made plays when he's had the opportunity. I think Fleeks has the best feet 
I think Grant is your your home run hitter. Obviously, he has the chance to take any any run for for thirty. But I think Emmett is a your best at getting skinny and finding holes. But I think he just has the the best vision. Period. Um, being a kickoff return and punt return, I think, has really helped him out on the offensive side of the ball from from high yeah, school and sure. what he's done in Nebraska. Yeah, no, Emmett Emmett has been great. I, he's exceeded my expectations from the moment he had to come on board or come come in after the injuries. But he's a kid I'd love to see twenty five plus twenty five. I mean, I, out of your running backs alone, you should, I would love thirty five to forty carries throughout that entire room. Every single game. That's I'm not going to lie to you, Zach. I want Fleeks back at wide receiver. He's the only guy I haven't seen drop a pass. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, um, yeah, it's it's the wide receiver room has been um, it's been kind of a letdown, honestly. Uh, you you kind of expect you see what freshman wide receivers all over the country showing out and you see it every year, every year. This is the first time that we've actually seen him on the field, so I guess we should be happy we've got that. But it's still something's missing. We're not getting the the opportunities are there, but it's just not clicking at this point. It's kind of frustrating because yeah, sure. we see it happen everywhere. But they'll uh, grow into it. But we got we got two more games to win one. I think we can do it. I think we can do it this Saturday on the road. Um, obviously we have to be better, but we've shown the ability to be better than we are. Um, kind of hope I, you need Iowa to lose on Saturday and then you, you still have a showdown for the big 10 West. If, if all things go well, go right this weekend, you have a showdown in Lincoln on black Friday. That is the wildest shit ever considering how shitty the big 10 West is. And then you're going to get fed to a buzzsaw in the Big Ten East, which who gives a fuck if they still make it to Indy? I'm still going if I get the shot. So yeah, 100%. Uh, there's there's no doubt about that. But uh, Drake, I I don't really have anything else tonight, man. What about you? I'm good, man. I'm I'm getting sick talking about it. Yeah, I kind of am as well. So let's put this shit to bed. Uh, thanks for joining us tonight, everybody. We appreciate it. Have a great night, and we'll talk to everyone later. Members of the congregation. Let's raise our Kool-Aid filled glasses and drink to all the things that were, are, and forever will be Nebraska Cornhuskers. Go Big Red. Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Robbie Lula and Damon Benning.